Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, I sat down with hip-hop artist and rapper Dominique LaRue. We talked about how she got started, how she creates her work, the business of her work, dealing with depression and anxiety, venues to check out, and a sampling of her music. Just a heads up that there is some explicit language in this episode of the Confluence Cast. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Also, the Confluence Cast is on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com, or at patreon.com slash confluence. The Confluence Cast is sponsored this week by Art Makes Columbus, Columbus Makes Art, Featuring stories about our city's incredible artists, stories full of inspiration, challenge, passion, and success. For videos, articles, an up-to-the-minute calendar of events, and an artist directory, visit columbusmakesart.com, the resource for all things arts and culture in the capital city. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Dominique LaRue, musician and rapper, Columbus-born and raised. Dominique, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. How did you become a rapper? Happenstance. Okay. Um, I was in a second grade, and I was talking on So this on goes way back. Oh, yeah. All right. I was uh, talking on the phone with my friend, um, and, you know, we would spend hours on the phone. And one day, she was just like, let's make up a rap. Okay. So I was like, okay. So we like wrote the rap over the phone, and she gave me my first rap name, D Money. Okay. Yeah, and um, and ever since then, I just was was rapping. Yeah. So. And how? When did you sort of become involved in the in the the scene then? Probably. That was a little bit later, I imagine. For sure. Okay. You know, obviously through school. You know, rapping at school, that's a thing. Where'd that you go to elementary thing. school? Elementary school, I went to Linden Park IGE. Okay. And then middle school, I went to uh, Mifflin Middle. Yeah. And then high school went to Beechcroft. So Beechcroft, you know, banging on the tables at the mm-hmm. lunch lunchtime, you know what I mean? But when I went to Fort Hayes, mm-hmm. uh, which I was the first rapper to get in. Okay. Yeah. Because this was in vocal performance. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I came in there with like a stack of rhyme books, you know, and um, and they accepted me, which is great. I did have to play piano. It's okay. Like you just can't sit around and write raps, you know. You know, rapping is not really, it's frowned upon, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, that's not a real talent. It's like, okay, well, let me see you do it. Right. Because it's real, it really is a real talent. Like, Absolutely. A lot of people can't go into a booth and lay a rap, well, you know what I mean? It's certainly something. It sounds good. Right. Well, <laughs> it's certainly something that requires a certain amount of, of practice and repetition and right. just like music or anything exactly. any art that's trained exactly right. um so through fort hayes though which was an incredible experience um i played with the band mm-hmm. and um you know we performed all over columbus like 
like remember the best memorial yeah perform there the palace theater like a lot of places downtown a lot of places that you really wouldn't even see rappers performing in for real okay um and then we also we put together our own events so we sold tickets and mm-hmm. we invite our family members out so it was tight well because that's a big part of that at least in the the music side of it i was right across the hall doing vocational theater but a big part of it is sort of the business of it right is how do you deal with contracts? How do you uh, set up an event? How do you promote your event? How do you right. promote yourself and make mm-hmm. yourself a marketable asset? Yes, absolutely. So we got we we were able to do all of that, and then um, I met BHB, okay, uh, who does the Hip Hop Expo. I think it's like twenty five years now, easily the longest running show in the Midwest. Okay. Um, but I got it with BHB, so he did a lot of uh, open mics with Capacity. That's what it used to be called. Now it's Transit Arts. Okay. Um, did a lot of open mics with them. And BHB was actually the first DJ that I've ever rapped with because I was always playing with a band. Okay. Um, so, and that was that's going into, like, my senior year when I linked up with BHB. So, you know, uh, towards graduation, I was still doing shows with BHB, and I started recording with him um, then soon after I got pregnant. Okay. Um, so after I had my son, BHB, he used to come come to my house and like record me. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's like, nice. Yeah. And he would, the thing what B would do, he would uh, he would have shows, obviously gigs all over the place, and he would throw me on stage. Okay. Even, even though I wasn't supposed to be. You weren't billed. You were, uh, that wasn't your no, show. No, at all, at all. Right. Like, there were times where Soundman is like, she's not supposed to be rapping, but she's really good. We'll let her keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so is it something that you're, because you're not going up with a backing track that you're familiar with, right? It's some, because it's got a steady beat, so you're able to just sort of go up and do. Well, I can do that, yeah, but okay. me will actually play my songs. Oh, okay. I'll rap them. Got yeah. it. Got it. <laughs> So that was your first time getting familiar with sort of the scene, right? Like right. before it was always just, like you said, banging on tables at mm-hmm. school and, and freestyling a little bit and mm-hmm. bringing in some of the stuff that you had previously written. Talk about learning about that scene and what it was like. It sounds like you had some good mentors and folks to guide you. In yeah, it. I was lucky for real um, going into it. Like um, I used to play, I remember one time um, Maneri invited me out to Old Fields on High back when it was called Old Fields. I think now it's a uh, space bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and I was like 17, had no business okay. being in that bar. At 17, but I was there. I did it. Uh, but we rapped with the band that he was with. I think it was Fly Paper. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty tight. But it was stuff like that. Like, that's, to me, that's just, you know, from what, obviously, he's inviting me out because of I'm his student. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but that's dope to have that type of entrance into, like, the Columbus scene. to Somebody like Maneri. Right. You know what I mean? Or even BHB. Um, so, uh that's that's really where it started and and how i started you know building my contacts like with other rappers out here mm-hmm. um rappers that a lot of us not all well i think about rappers that still rapping since high school not that many but at that time though we was all still you know doing right. it or whatever so you know dealing going going with them um obviously with bhb um and just you know i meeting the people that he dealt with um, so I was kind of, I was lucky for yeah. real. Well, yeah. to see the people, to work with the folks that were making sort of a career out of it. Absolutely. Not just sort of 
showing up at the hip hop night at Bernie's on Sundays. Exactly. And doing, you know. Yeah, I did a couple of those too. I think the first the first time I went to Bernie's, oh, I know I was definitely graduated by then, and obviously the Sundays was so long ago, but. Right. It was so funny because a lot of people was there that I just met. I never like I never knew Blueprint. I didn't know mm-hmm. Paz, um, like Metaphors, Catalyst, like these and these are all my people now. You know right. what I mean? So um, at the time, it's like no women okay really rapping or no women that these these rappers respect. Okay, you know what I mean. So I remember when I went up there and performed the song. Um, and just like after I performed, everybody's just like, like stuck, they like oh shit, like right? <laughs> this girl is good. <laughs> With that, I want to give the listeners sort of a, a taste of of your music to validate that, Ooh. and we're gonna play Royal Scam off your recently released EP EIF, which is short for Everything Is Fine. This was the first song that you recorded in a while i think yes. seven eight months yeah. audio unit to the backing track yeah. but let's listen to royal scam yeah bring it right back bring it right back when i talk shit i mean it like that, mean it like that yeah. what am i saying yeah i need to write raps matter of fact i need a need to sing about that uh if for real i need a nice bag for me and my last bro the weed on my Reapply that secure shit for me and my back. Please rewind back. Where it first started, the rule worked the hardest. Ain't you music the first, regardless. Curtains called it. Fuck it, I'll take the burden, all of it. Put the shit on my back, it's worth it, all of it. Till we surf it in Parliament. Make it make sense, say it ain't getting. Say we ain't thin, okay, we ain't friends. I'm just saying you should speak plain. Hey, I'm patient. Good things come to those who stay waiting. That's me. me a line of vision drink water mind my business my position is to make sure we get money by the minute and everybody to recognize it when i am finished but if i'm gone before my time god forbid it gotta be prepared for anything that i consider a potential threat and if not no i'm riding with you i do anything i gotta do for my niggas right and tell everybody take notes i am dealing with don't act like you ain't no i'm here for a reason and that's to paint roads provide the soundtrack to your journey case closed and if you got something to say we'll tell them we can run it today just don't come in my way you was younger the days you had no direction till i came and mothered your wave i gave you the boost on my dude you don't want it with me oh my god uh, okay okay i got a chip on my shoulder when i get like this for all you niggas is over trying to put me through this rigmarole this dumb shit i gotta get rid of you cold cut to the fridge with the Shut you, unseasoned, uncouth, come through If you want truth, you can never sunroof I'm with whatever, get it on a one-two Then we open up the sunroof, you are done, poof What up, Jack? Let me tell them how I really feel I mean really feel, know these niggas feel me still Been right here since day one I am the same one, still here right when the rain comes Put me in the middle with a cypher with flame ones I mean coming off the top, that's how I stay young They like damn how that flame come off the same Activities and more individual parties going on, and have 
better party, better social life. Again, that was Royal Scam off of EIF, Dominique LaRue's most recent EP. So talk about sort of, was it simply your talent that validated you to, let's call it the boys club of the rappers and the hip hop scene in Columbus? Absolutely. They'll tell me. Okay. You know, and I, I mean, I believe in myself as a rapper anyway. Like, okay. okay. Like, I, I, honestly, I do understand you know, why um, a lot of, not just men, but women too, um, have these preconceived notions when it comes to female rappers and mm-hmm. automatically think that they're not good because there's a lot of female rappers that aren't good. Okay. You know? But there are a lot that are great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of it is, I always get, well, there aren't any. You know, all I know is Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And I'm like, well, you're obviously not paying attention right. because there's a lot of us out here that are fucking good. Um, but... I don't, I I mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I've had, I've had a dude tell me, and this has been years, mm-hmm. but I had a dude tell me that he didn't want to hear me rap at okay. all. He's like, like he, he had he, never he knew, even heard it. Never heard me. Okay. He knew I was going to be trash. And when I rapped, he apologized to me for the rest of the night. Okay. Yeah. And then like, I, I've definitely like surprised people. They like, oh shit, you rap. Oh my God, you're really good. I yeah. really wasn't expecting that, you know? And I'm like, good. You know, at this point, I don't, I don't take offense to it, um, but it's definitely my skills. Okay, for sure, like <laughs> you can't deny it. Where are sort of the venues that are that are hosting rap and hip hop at this point in Columbus? That's a bad sign. Uh, well, there are a lot of them, but you may have asked me too fast. I know okay. uh, Rehab Tavern does. Scully's does, Trism does, Club Voodoo's does, okay, Strongwater does. But they're doing regular nights. You talking about regular nights? No, I'm talking about regular nights or willing to host. You remember the whole, I'm not going to call it a debacle, but Comfest was called out for basically not hosting much hip hop mm-hmm. and rap a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. then they very, you know, made a sharp turn mm-hmm. and made sure that they were doing that sort of booking. And I didn't know if it was something that was extending to the scene now that people are like, we're not really a hip hop venue, so we're not going to host it. It sounds like there are plenty of places to there play are plenty of places that you can book. A lot of times, though, you can, um, what I've also been seeing, like within the art scene, the art scene and the hip-hop scene has been coming together a lot, which is great. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can turn an art space into a venue, right? you know, depending on the event. So in my mind, honestly, no, not even in my mind, like what, what I'm immersed in and involved in, like hip-hop is thriving in columbus um in my opinion like from what i see and the people that i follow like or that are constantly 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 making moves Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah it's out here you know if you but if you're not checking for it you know what i mean you're not going to see it right are there good ways to get exposed to it is it primarily just finding out about a show on facebook i'm out of that scene so what, what are the ways to find out about it um, that's a way. I think I'm like I think I'm the only hip hop artist a part of Columbus Makes Art though. Okay. Yeah. But um um that's a way, Facebook, online. Um, well and there are a couple of sort of festivals that are integrating art and hip hop. Right. Certainly two by two. Well two, two by is, two, yeah. Right. Two by two is probably like one of the <laughs> your best bet, you know. Uh obviously Comfest. Um I don't think they're doing Independence Day Fest anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad because mm-hmm. I really did enjoy that fest. Yeah, I mean, when you ask me these questions, I'm like, damn, is there? Okay, I mean, 
obviously me me by default because I'm always looking and checking and right. I already have like okay I know this artist so then they might put me on to this other artist and that right. art, you know what I mean like that's kind of how it's been for me like I follow these people I'm friends with these people I look at events all the time you mm. know I get invited to these events all the time so yeah that's I mean, it's really you have to. I myself am a good guy. So follow you on social media. Yeah, (laughs) got it. And certainly, we'll link to your profiles in the show notes. Talk about the jump from doing shows to doing recorded music, and sort of how you navigated that a little bit. Well, that's a good question because I used to be trash at recording, like recording was a whole it's a whole nother animal right you know um so when i was younger i used to always write raps without beats okay so when i would try to put it to a beat it wouldn't make any sense um i remember like frustrating producers like i see what you're saying but your delivery is not there so okay. i had to work on my delivery because it, it didn't line it didn't line up basically at all okay. i had to work on my delivery for a long time like even like it was discouraging even then i realized okay I have to write to beats like that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it i'm going to write the beats so um doing that and focusing on you know my aggression and how i'm going to deliver um this this verse mm-hmm. you know what i mean help me in, in practice practice but it, it took a, it took some time it probably took me a couple years i think until i was like really really like okay this is this is what i'm doing now i can mm-hmm. i can record right you know what i'm saying obviously and so was a the lot talent the, and i'm just want to translate it a little bit was the talent you believe you had sort of the writing of it and you know the being clever and, and mm-hmm. rhyming and yeah you could certainly perform it but you weren't sort of working with that external input very well Exactly. You weren't working. You weren't, first of all, writing to the beat. Right. And so you learned that you had to do that. Yes. And again, the practice aspect of it. Yes. Um, Like, you know, when you rap and you have to be in a pocket, you know, if you're not in a pocket, like on beat, basically. Okay. Like, sometimes like you could just tell like you listen to a song and some like if somebody's out of pocket like you're not writing a beat right like that's kind of like the terminology that we use um and you can you can hear it and it right it just sounds it sounds like a band that's not playing together right right exactly so working on that was important understanding that what it meant because you know what i mean I, i remember um one of my friends and this is i think i was like 18 19 years old and he's like, he's like, you got to surf. You got to surf on the beat. And I'm like, surf? surf. <laughs> but I know what it means now. It's like basically ride a beat. Like like okay. surfing, like you you flowing on a beat. You know what I'm saying? So now I understand it. Now I, I can, you know, I say it sometimes. But, yeah, I was just like surfing. What the fuck is, like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. But it, it, um, it took some time. I mean, even now there's still growth. Okay. You know, within my music, you know, even now I don't sound the same way I sounded five years ago or three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, you know. Um, it just depends on the the time, you know, like uh, how I feel in that moment, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, now, like, I can say, like, the way I feel now creatively is, like, naturally what comes, like, I'm on, like, my music has, a lot of my lyrics are conversational. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking to people. Let me sit down. Let me... Let, let me talk to you. Like, I kind of, I call like I'm on some player shit, like, you know, schooling. 
Okay. People, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like on that, but feeling good though. Like, let's have a good time. Right. You know, yeah. On that note, let's listen to another track. This is Everything is Fine, which is off of the EIF, also Everything is Fine EP. Uh, this is the title track from the EP. I don't want to say anything more about it. Just take a listen to Everything is Fine. Again, that was Everything is Fine off the EIF EP, sitting down here with Dominique LaRue. Talk about what you write about. I hear reference to your son in the lyrics. I hear reference to depression and anxiety. I hear reference to just being confident in yourself, which, you know, sort of seems like 
uh, an alternate idea to that anxiety and depression. I don't actually believe that it is. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you rap about mm-hmm. right now? Because I know well, it's evolved from what you've said. Right. Yeah. Right now, uh, like I said before, it's it's more so like I've been calling it player shit. Conversational. Sit down. Let me talk to you. Let me explain some things to you. Talk about how how good I am and how much work I put in to get to to the position that I'm in. I've kind of I kind of don't talk. Uh, I haven't been talking that much about depression, and anxiety that much. Okay. Um. Well, certainly there's a TED talk. It's like two years ago mm-hmm. now. At uh, that time, I was fully immersed in yeah like about my album that i'm putting out which was captured from 2015 to 2017 okay it was it was it's it 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 is about depression and anxiety and dealing with it and i still talk about it and i'm even more so talking about building myself loving myself again forgiving Mm -hmm. myself things like that um that's kind of what i'm talking about but i mean i can i'm still going through depression and anxiety make no mistake but okay i just I don't know. Like I like I remember I was I was writing this song and I'm like I really don't want to talk about being sad. You know? Like I, that's not really the space that I want to be in. Okay. Right now. Um so, but I'm sorry I did cut you off with the TED Talks that I did. No, not at all. I was just going to say that we're going to link to that in the show notes so that you can sort of see that and there's also a live performance in there. Yeah. Uh that you can check out. So, how does a song start for you? Is it just the the lyrics? Is it someone giving you a beat and saying, go with this? How does that work for you? The actual um, creation process. Right. So normally it's it's the beat. Okay. Normally, give me the beat. I listen to the beat. The vibe the beat gives me. And then I write. Um, sometimes I do write without beats. Like if I think it's a, a couple lines or an idea, I'll jot it down. Mm-hmm. But normally the beat has to be sent to me first. Okay. And then is it something where you're, I assume you're able to work with a producer and sort of say, okay, I want, I've got this much going for, for this. And then let's go into the chorus again. And yeah. and that's how that, so you're working directly with somebody. Right. Well, if I'm in the studio, mostly a lot of times I write on my own. Okay. Lately, I've been writing the hook first. Okay. It used to be the other way around for me, but you know, sometimes you you know you playing around with a beat, you think of different cadences, like how you're going to deliver it, mm-hmm. um, and then oh wow, that sounds like that could be a nice hook. <laughs> yeah. Like that, right. So that's that's kind of how how it's been coming along for me. Sometimes, like I wrote this verse. But the way I start off of the verse, it sounds like a hook. Okay. But I kept it as the verse because I wanted somebody else to write the hook. Okay. Yeah, but it definitely starts off like it's like, wow, that could be a hook right there. Um, so it varies. Like, there's really no rhyme or reason. Like, there's no, like, a certain way. Like, okay, I have to have this first, and then I have to do this first. My one friend uh, who we're working on a song together, he writes bridges, and I love bridges. I'm like, where are bridges? Like, songs don't have bridges anymore. Right. I feel like the bridge is my time to shine. It's it's the best part of the song. It's like, that's when I dance the hardest on the bridge. So I'm like, I'm so happy to be writing a bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's such a great part of the song. So, yeah, like I say, there's no, there's no rhyme and reason to how I create. It's just whatever. Can you talk about sort of the business aspect of it? Um, so, I, I mean, I definitely manage myself. I've okay. had managers, but now I'm managing myself. I'm actually going to school. I'm going back to school for business management. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but 
having a business acumen in this in in this business is very important. Okay. And having all your ducks in a row, like I don't know, publishing that's so important. A lot of people don't know anything about publishing. I'm like, yeah, you putting out these raps and you don't know nothing about a performance rights organization. Like you don't know about ASCAP, BMI. Like how do you expect? To be, I mean, you, like, okay, so you can you can distribute your music on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those things, and, right. and whoever you distribute it through, they'll pay you. But you you can all you also are supposed to submit those songs for your publishing, and then that's money too. Right. And then if you place a song on a TV show or a movie, video game commercial, right, that's residuals that you get as well, and you get that through your um, your performance rights organization. Um, and you know, and you you've had have, some success there, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've placed music on um, TV shows, movies, video games, commercials, all of that. That's yeah. awesome. So, and I'm like building up my own licensing company. Okay. Um, in order, well, I'm doing it through AU Music. Okay. Um, but um, I was just talking to the producer yesterday. Like, okay, obviously build up the the catalog, meaning no samples. Okay. Have have instrument like music for yourself, but also for other artists. So because mm-hmm. it's all it's for everybody. Right. And to to make it to make it successful, like you have to bring successes to other people as well, or people don't believe you. Right. Oh, well, yeah, you need to be a resource for them. Right. Exactly. So you know, and I, I was explaining that to him, which he already knows. But yeah, what I see is we've been working with different producers, and I'm like, yo, like we can do this, let's do that. And I'm like, what? You don't even have your your BMI. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I could take all of that. Mm-hmm. You're not really, safe. You're not protecting yeah, yourself, right? Right. I could do that, but I'm not though because that's just not. I don't. I don't do business like that. You know what I mean? I'm all about transparency. Right. I want you to see exactly what you get, and that's not the, that's not the reputation that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I want it for me to build a successful business. In my opinion, you know, I know a lot of people are shady, whatever, whatever. But right. I'm not that person. Um, so, uh, education matters yeah. so much. So I would like to do workshops in the future, you know, to teach people about being Just talk them through it, right. exact, Yeah. Like get, get your business together. Like you, people come to me all the time. Like, yeah, you know, I want to do this and third. Okay. Well, who, who, who's your pro who you go through? No, you don't know nothing about that. Okay. Right. Well, I need you to read about that. And understand the important. I had a producer tell me one time, "Well, as long as you just credit credit me for it, then I'm good." Really? Sure, I'll take your money. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm like, do you understand? Like, the credit. That's not. That I mean. That doesn't mean any. Sometimes your music. First of all, sometimes your music can be played on a TV show. A lot of times they don't put the name in. And sometimes, depending on the show, sometimes they do. Right. Most times they don't put the name in at the, the end of the credits. Right. 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 So. So I'm like, yeah, like the education of it um, is important. Also, like we have a studio. So running the studio, the day to day, like being like managing and administrating and stuff like that. Like keeping the schedule, making sure everybody's paying their bills. Exactly. And I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I had a nine to five. I don't have one now. So it's like I'm working for myself now. So it's like I have to be diligent. You know what I mean? Like I can't be a slouch. In this business, because I want to be successful with it, I want to work for myself. Like I was laid off from my job, laid off from my job. You think they care about that? I have a family? No, no, <laughs> they don't care about me. So it's like I care about me. 
I care about me. So it's like, all right, Dominique, this this is what we're going to do. Like, not only that, like, I am even getting into more of a managerial. I'm playing more of a managerial role mm-hmm. with some artists that I'm working with. But I am i don't feel like I'm there yet. I'm just really getting my feet wet and understanding how it works. But I do have goals that I've set with managing. Right. You know, so. That's awesome. Yeah, there's so many different ways to make money in this business. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I tell people that all the time. And the thing about licensing that is so dope is, Licensing is black and white. It's either you have the song that we want or you don't. Right. It's simple. And what, well, just making sure you're discoverable, right? Being, oh, absolutely. Being in the right place at the right time, absolutely. being active. Having having the connections, having having the um, put you in this position for a music supervisor to hear your music. Right. You know, I mean, I luckily have built relationships with music supervisors that love my music and that play my music all the time. You know, so it's things like that. And I know that Columbus, because there, there's a lot of opportunities in Columbus, like even with TED Talks. I didn't know TED Talks was here. You right. Know, uh, Columbus makes art is, or art makes Columbus is great. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't I didn't know about that. And even uh, all the things that they had, all the doors that they have uh, opened up for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that these things existed. But it's just, I, I, you got to leave. You have to leave. You can't stay here. Okay. Columbus is a great city. It's a great city to to build your foundation in because mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunities here. But there's you, you have New York and L.A. You at you least know. have to reach out and communicate to that. Exactly. Right. And, and it's so important to rub shoulders with these people that are playing your music. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, let's take these trips. Let's go meet the people right. that are playing my music on Love & Hip Hop right. Atlanta. You know? So... Yeah. I want to play one more track off your most recently released EP, Sunny. This is dedicated to Ness Words, who passed away last year. Again, this is Sunny off the EIF EP. Yeah, perfect timing. Pressure bust pipes, but it left a diamond. These scars mean I'm strong, nigga. Yeah, let's rewind it. I was at my bottom, but love, I was next to find it. And see, I lost my best friend, oh, it left me blinded. Why did you see the veil while you step inside it? You said it's gonna be okay, I can't recognize it. I won't accept it, you not coming back, never mind it. And never mind that in this wake, I left a mess of my own. PTSD with superpowers just to control. Even the theft of my phone, see, I was dead to the bone, but somehow still here. Greatest. Yes. Mm, sunny. 
Sunny uh, sitting down here with Dominique LaRue. We talked a little bit about some of the stuff that you see in Columbus, the Columbus Makes Art campaign. What are the other things that folks should check out in Columbus? Other artists? Yeah, other artists to check out. So artists that I love right now is Jay Swiffer, uh, Sarab, Dom Deshaun, um, Joey H, uh, Ron Phoenix, OG Vern. Uh, Lambo Van Gogh, King Ease, uh, Wheezy, uh, Renee Dion, all Pete Black, although he doesn't live in Columbus anymore, but he made his rep here, so okay. it matters. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> claim him. We'll claim him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those are some of the artists, some of the artists that I really enjoy in Columbus that make a lot of moves out here. What would you like to see? happen in Columbus that you're not necessarily seeing do you get do you feel like you're getting enough support from venues do you feel like there's enough support from the general public in terms of people actually coming out to shows I think for me myself mm-hmm. I am getting support okay from venues for me myself but I also see other artists who are not okay um, and a lot of it stems from these venues don't want to pick book hip-hop artists okay and it's that that same stigma of well you know the crowd Mm -hmm. there's going to be violent and it's like no i know i know people that 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 has uh like dom deshaun for example he has a wicked and divine which is an incredible showcase that he does okay does big numbers um oh another place summit summit on summit yeah campus books a lot of hip-hop artists but um i definitely um would like to see venues uh, be more open towards booking hip-hop artists mm-hmm. more hip-hop artists um, because I, I talk to people a lot and they have trouble getting shows mm-hmm. at these places no no responses stuff like that and a lot of times you gotta nudge people you know what I mean whatever or show you got up that to the plug. venue right. oh yeah and I'm gonna pull up kind of a gal I will pull up on you like yeah so I've been sending you these emails and you've never responded so right. what's up you know you wanna know who I am boom boom pow like I have my I have a full resume for you. Right. Um oh Two Truths is another place too. Yeah. Um I really like Two Truths a lot. 
Cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I would like to see. You know, don't give me, and, don't, and I'm not knocking the venues that always book hip hop, like right. two truths. You know what I mean? But there are other venues that are really good venues with nice sound systems that will not return an email or they try to play you like they don't know you. It's like, okay. I mean, I've had people even name drop me. Like, yeah, well, Dominique LaRue was there. I was there when she was there, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But and like I say, I'm like, bro, I will pull up. Right. No questions. Do not test me. <laughs> For real. Um, but um, I personally feel like the scene is thriving. Like, from what I see, and I know being an artist is all about it's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, the illusion, like, oh, they're making moves, making moves. We talk to them, we're like, I am stressed, and here's why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, I do understand if there's more that meets the eye, like there's more going on right. that is really difficult for them to pull off what they're pulling off. But I'm like, you're doing it, though. So let's yeah. talk about that. Let's. One thing I would like to see more from artists is believing in yourself and i know that you do mm -hmm. but you when i say you get up there i see it. you great i see that you're doing great oh i'm trying nah come on bro you're doing there's a difference right there is a difference and i see it and i know if i see it other people see it whether or not they're going to say anything you know so yeah own it claim it you know what i mean that doesn't make that doesn't mean that you're cocky that doesn't mean that you're arrogant that means that you believe in what you got like you, you're supposed to believe in what you sell it anyway how how, how you gonna make me want to buy it if you don't believe in it i mean like i don't know because you don't know so it's like i like to say swag your way to the top believe in yourself be confident in yourself good yeah well on that note people can check out your uh, release show at the basement coming up on september 21st for the album i'm smiling because i hate everything yeah. dominique thank you so much for your time no worries thanks for having me <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite hip-hop artist. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. Our producer is Philip Cogley. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.